0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: And it looks like
0: it's going to be Mo Greatness coming into the Yankee
2: game for the final time here in the Bronx. Number 42.
1: Mariano Rivera, number 42. What you just heard was Mariano Rivera's final entrance into Yankee Stadium on September 26th, 2013. If you're a baseball fan, you already know that Rivera is the greatest closer in the history of the game and the first player ever elected unanimously to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm Mark Feinstein, executive reporter for MLB.com. Welcome to Major League Baseball's Full Account Podcast, where we take deep dives into baseball's best untold stories. Now, the gate opens.
0: Number 42, Mariano Rivera. Here's Mariano Rivera.
1: And now, Mariano Rivera. Rivera sets. It's going to be one tough act to follow. In this series, we'll be focusing on Mariano Rivera, his prestigious career, and how, if not for one or two moments, his whole life might have been completely altered. We'll track his career chronologically, beginning with how he got signed.
2: I saw him, liked him, and
1: signed him right away. His time in the minor leagues... I was the best in
3: minor leagues, in earned run. I cannot explain how that happened.
1: The discovery of his famous cut fastball.
3: It took me years to learn how to use it. Years to figure it out.
1: And onward, touching on the unprecedented success that occurred. We wanted to give you, our listeners, a sense of Mariano Rivera, the man, and how he got to where he is today. In this first episode, we'll go back to his hometown of Puerto Caimito, Panama, where we'll learn about a young Mariano and find out how the son of a fisherman unexpectedly received an offer to play professional baseball. Something that, as a young child, he was never really looking to do in the first place. We start in Panama. Well, actually, we started in Westchester, New York, where we sat down with Mo at his house. Now, the typical routine when speaking with athletes is this. You're usually allotted a certain amount of time with them. A manager or agent type will generally dictate such terms prior to the interview, informing you that you have, let's say, 30 minutes to speak with them. That's what we were told before we arrived at Mariano's house. Me at 11, me at 11.30. He didn't say what was after me, so... But in typical Mariano Rivera fashion, he gave us more. Triple the amount, in fact. We sat with him for nearly two hours. It was a gorgeous spring day, breezy but warm. The birds were chirping when we arrived at Mariano's house, which is almost as beautiful as his postseason numbers. Mariano greeted us at the door.
3: Hi, hey guys. Gentlemen. Oh, hi, Markinson. How are ya? you? You're to have to lose your shoes.
1: Oh, you got it. He had our crew take off our shoes. I told Fern. <laughs> right. So we sat in his living room in our socks. Should we just go wait in their Mo? just go in there or... there was cooking in the kitchen someone watching tv a few rooms over the rivera family was active and the house was busy but just as any other family household would be it felt warm and vibrant before we started even mariano felt the temperature from his family's surrounding activity and wanted to make sure that we were comfortable with it
3: okay i am seeing you is um is up you sure because i can tell them no no
1: you tell her tell me all right it's homie. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. My... That's all good. And then we got right into it. All right, Mo, let's, uh, let's start with some... Go back to Panama. Yes, sir. We started our conversation with, well, baseball. I was curious if Mariano had ever thought of it as a potential career path growing up. Mm-hmm. Was baseball ever even a, a thought in your mind that you could make a career out of that?
3: No, Mark. Baseball wasn't even in my wild imagination. I did play it, but I wasn't looking for... Uh professional baseball. I didn't know much about professional baseball, although I know about the big list and all that stuff, but I was real naive when it comes to all that stuff because I can okay. care less about all that stuff.
1: Like so many other kids, Mariano was just trying to figure out what he wanted to do for his career. He took a logical approach, thinking about what intrigued him.
3: I wanted to be a mechanic, auto mechanic, because, I mean, I, I, I found that fascinating. To me, I like cards. Obviously, what I was doing at the time, I was trying to save some money to, to go to, back to school and learn the trade and make my shop.
1: Maybe he knew someone that he could reach out to for a job. Maybe someone close to him, like his father, who was a fisherman. At the time, a career in the fishing business surely would have been the most practical option for Mariano. The majority of jobs in his coastal hometown of Puerto Caimito were based around fishing. His father was the captain of a boat. So although Mariano did some work with his dad from time to time, he quickly found out that...
3: Uh, Fishing is not easy, though.
1: This is Mariano, in Panama, back in 2012.
3: I did it for a little bit. My father did it his whole whole life, and uh, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. We don't have much. And uh, my father never was home. So um, in that, I don't recommend no one to do that, because, I mean, you want... As a man, as a boy, you want your father around you. I didn't have the chance to have my father around me always because, I mean, he always was fishing, trying to bring food to, uh, to the table.
1: Okay, so fishing was out. But what about the rest of his family and friends? Here's Mo again, and now we're back at his home in Westchester.
3: My cousin was a police. My uncle was a police. few of my uh, the friends in the, in the neighborhood was police. So I said, you know what? Uh, let's let's go and make a shot of that. And we went, and that was '89. Me and my cousins and some friends went, and uh, like a week after, uh, U.S. invade Panama, and everything was broken. So. You know, that's purpose of God, because, I mean, He has just a plan for me in different ways that I wasn't even looking for. And, uh, you know, now I can understand what was that, but back then, you know, it was kind of a little hard. And uh, especially, against you know, when all these things happened, you thought, well, my career, there it goes. You know, because someone came and destroyed my dream.
1: At one point in his life, the greatest major league closer of all time seemed destined to be just a normal 9-to-5 guy. A mechanic, a fisherman, maybe a policeman. In Puerto Camito, Panama. No pinstripes, no cutter, no sandman. So how did the idea of professional baseball work its way into the equation? How exposed to the majors was Mariano in that small fishing village? Did you have exposure to big league baseball? Was it on TV? Did you get to watch it ever?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get watch it on TV. Yeah, I get watch it on TV. Yeah, I was exposed. But again, I wasn't into. I see guys now. I have a nephew. Then my God, this boy breathes baseball. He dreams baseball. He eats baseball. He sleep baseball. It's all about baseball. If it was for the the desire to to be in the big leagues, he would have been a big leagues a long time ago. But I wasn't like that.
1: No, for Mariano, it was different. Sure, he may have watched Major League Baseball on TV, but the idea of being Mariano Rivera, the professional baseball player from Puerto Camito, Panama, was never really a thought, because no one there had ever really done that. Kids who are growing up in the Dominican or Panama now have some big-time major league players that they can look to and, and draw inspiration from. There weren't that many players from Panama in the big leagues when you were growing up. Rod Carew was obviously the... Yeah, Rod Carew
3: was a star. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, and then when I was... Uh, on my teens, there was uh, Berenguer, Ugly v, You know what I mean? Obviously, the one that we followed most was, was uh, Roberto Kelly. But... Uh, I didn't have, if I have, I would lie to you if I tell you that I have a player that I wanted to follow, Panamanian or non-Panamanian. I don't want to be a a
1: professional. Well, I wasn't looking to be a professional player. He would rather have been something else, someone else.
3: I wanted to be a a Pelé. I wanted to be the next Pelé. I was more uh, leaning into soccer. Then baseball, though, when I got hurt, uh, my ankles, my knees, both eyebrows were caught. I said, no more soccer for me. <laughs> Let me lean to more baseball.
1: So he did. He played baseball the only way you could in Panama. You played with what you had. Here's Mo again, back in Panama.
3: Well, uh, back then it was different. You know, like I said, we don't have no fields. So I have to work with what we have, the beach, the road. Whatever we can play baseball, we play baseball. The only equipment that we have was when uh, when you made the team, they give you the equipment. That's it. Besides that, we don't have any equipment. So besides the equipment that we made from the trees, the cardboard, the baseball, all that kind of stuff, uh, We don't have anything. So, I mean, it was wonderful, though, because, I mean, even though uh, we don't have anything,
1: we enjoy playing the game that we love. Rivera was playing baseball because he loved the game, not because he was thinking about becoming a professional. He and his friends loved playing so much that they made their own equipment. I mean, talk about romance. But one thing about the game Mariano was not in love with? Pitching. He played just about every position, but early on... Pitching was not really his thing. I I played all positions. I played the outfield. I even caught
3: in times, you know, pitch. But not that I loved to pitch. I hated it to pitch because I wanted to be on the field. I wanted to be, you know, in pitches, you throw and you sit. You throw and you sit. I didn't want that. But uh, the little that I knew, you know, the Lord have a purpose for me as a
1: pitcher. He fell into pitching by necessity. Necessity for his team to win. Just as he wasn't looking to become a professional baseball player, he also wasn't looking to become a pitcher. But as fate would have it, his first real pitching experience, he came into pitch in relief. Here's Rivera explaining it at Yankee Spring Training in 2012.
3: We were playing in a place called San Carlos. And uh, needed to win this game. Our starter was... Getting killed, and we didn't have no more pitchers. So I end up pitching. I end up throwing because pitching and throwing is two things different. So I end up throwing and and look like I know what I was doing. So that's what I cut, that's what caught the attention of uh, uh, Claudino Hernandez and
1: Emilio Gaez. But little to Mariano's knowledge, his teammates Claudino Hernandez and Emilio Gaez were so impressed with his performance that they had set him up with a tryout.
3: All the song. Two weeks later after that game, we were coming from the beach with my parents and my wife, like I said at that time, my girlfriend, and um, it was Claudine Hernandez with uh, Emilio Guys. and uh, they told me that they had me a uh, tryout practice with the Yankees. I so, said, doing what? You know? I, I would assume like
1: infield or off or whatever, but nothing like pitching.
3: And then he says, pitching? I said, pitching? I don't know how to pitch.
1: Slight note here: Mariano told this story again in January of 2019, and he added some detail we didn't want to leave out. So, well, we'll just let him explain it.
3: My my friends supposed to be there waiting for me with the glove and shoes. Well, when I got there, no one was there. I had my shoes was a big hole on the big toe. I'm mad. I didn't have none of that stuff. Coach knew me. So he said, well, you go there and start stretching and playing catch with the guys. I, I had no gloves, so I find one there.
1: Cleatless and with a borrowed glove, Rivera went through the tryout. Herb Rayburn, the Yankees' top Latin American scout, was there to see Mariano's tryout. Here's Herb, also at Yankee spring training in 2012.
2: When I arrived to Panama and I was told about Mariano, at first I, you know, I, I said, well, he's a shortstop. I saw him last year.
1: So Herb had actually known Mariano prior to this particular tryout. He had seen him play. And according to Herb, Mariano was actually a pretty decent shortstop.
2: He had, you know, he got good hands. He, he moves in good range.
1: But like many prospects, with Mariano playing shortstop, there was skepticism.
2: But the only thing was I was a little skeptical about the, the bat and whether or not he could be a major league hitter. Uh, he, he swung the bat very well. But the thing is, I, he really didn't have the pop or, or, or that, uh, that you say, you know, this guy's gonna be a major league hitter. So, and I, that's why I skipped on him that year.
1: But the next year, Herb was back and so was Mariano.
2: Claudino was the one that called me. I was, uh, I had just arrived at the hotel. How he found out, I don't know. But uh, he called me and he said, you have to see a pitcher. And I asked him, I said, well, who is he? And he says, Mariano Rivera. I said, but I saw Mariano play shortstop last year. He says, well, he's not not playing shortstop anymore. He's pitching. I says, OK, go ahead and make the arrangements.
1: The tryout was on. Herb would see Mariano try out for the Yankees a second time in two years, this time at a new position, one he had just played really for the first time only two weeks prior. So how did Mariano do?
2: The balls move. Now, he wasn't throwing very hard. He was throwing, what, maybe 83, 84, 85 in there, which really you wouldn't have been signed in the States. Unless you throw 90 and above, then you'll get signed here. But in Panama, I, uh, I just said, no, no, I, I, I'm going to sign this boy because I have a good feeling for him.
1: And how many mid-80s pitches did Herb need to see to have his good feeling?
2: He went through nine pitches and that was it. That's all I wanted to know.
1: Herb had seen greatness and he knew he should not pass it up.
2: I saw something in him that I hadn't seen in in anybody there in Panama. We went into his house and he was signed immediately. And uh, I didn't want to make uh, any mistakes as far as leaving there. Well, I'll come back and I'll see you tomorrow. But why don't you throw another uh, 10 or 15 balls? I said, I saw enough with the few, the few pitches that he
1: threw. Rayburn wasted no time in making an offer to Rivera. It was February 17th, 1990, and the course of baseball history had just been altered in a way none of them could have possibly imagined. I asked Mariana what he thought about that moment and the day he was signed. When that happens and Herb says, the New York Yankees want to sign you, is that an easy decision for you? I mean, it wasn't a lot of money. I think $3,000. $2,000. $2,000. Uh, was that an easy decision to say, I'll take $2,000 and go to a new country and try this out?
3: Yeah. Although I didn't know what I was doing. Everything happened so fast that I was saying that I didn't even have time to to think or to ask, hey, how is this? How this happened? How, How? where I'm going to go? Were, all these things that was new to me. I won't say happy or content or I just took it just like that, you know, and uh, again, maybe because I didn't know much about it, because I wasn't looking for, maybe because, I mean, uh, I was naive when it comes to professional baseball, you know, that I wasn't uh, that enthusiastic, that that move by, I mean, it wasn't the dollar, because I was making more money than that, you know, but uh, I took the opportunity.
1: Rivera was no longer a kid playing simply for the love of the game. He was now a professional. And although the major leagues and the bright lights of New York were still a long shot, he was on a new career path to potentially make that happen. Rivera, whose faith has long been a central focus in his life, believes that Rayburn discovered him as part of a greater plan.
3: Everything was, to me, has been a blessing, you know, because it it was a purpose of God. I was there all along knowing that I wasn't
1: looking, I, I basically, I wasn't looking for, for signing. Rayburn too believed that his good fortune to discover Rivera on that day nearly 30 years ago was more than just a coincidence.
2: I also believe in the Lord, and he put him there for me too, because I, I saw him and, and uh, I made up my mind immediately. It takes a while to really study a ball player and know whether or not he's gonna be able to play or what. But fortunately, that I, uh, I saw him, liked him, and signed him right away. And uh, the rest is history, and, and, and I'm very fortunate that I was, a, and I was there to help
3: him.
1: Rivera and Rayburn kept in touch over the years until the scouts passing in 2017 but their bond will forever remain an important part of Mariano's story.
3: Herbie, he uh, means everything to me. It was, besides God, he was the man that gave me the opportunity. He saw something in me that no one saw before, and no one saw before, so. it's, it's plans and, and purpose of God, you know, to put him in a way that uh, he was the only one that sees me, and, uh, you know, became what I am today.
1: On the next episode of Full Account, Look at the life and career of Mariano Rivera, we'll chronicle Mo's early days as he travels through the minor leagues. We'll take you through his first time flying. At all airports, right? Miami. A
3: humongous airport and his discovery of what an airline gate is. That was my first time ever looking for a gate.
1: What the heck is gate? We'll ask him if his lack of English presented any tricky situations for him. Every word that they teach you is bad word. I said, man, I don't want to this bad word. And we'll find out if the game came to him as easily as he made it look, or if there were any speed bumps along the way. Mariano Rivera was not Mariano Rivera. To us or the industry at that point. We'll explore that and much more next time. I'm Mark Feinsand. Thanks for listening. Download and subscribe to Major League Baseball's Full Account Podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Art19, or anywhere else you find podcasts. The Full Account Podcast is produced by Major League Baseball and Barnacle Brothers Production Company. Thanks to our editors, Nina Pescanov, Bob Latai, and Cher Vincent. For Barnacle Brothers, Nick Barnacle, Devin Hill, and Alex Hill. And on location sound recording, Danny Hole with Sound Co-op. VoiceOver recorded at Hyperbolic Audio, engineer Pete Primmy and producers Liana Rosenberg and Angela Bennett. And of course, a very special thanks to Mariana Rivera, as well as Fernando Cusa and John Shestakovsky for their help.